0: Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. In this episode, similar to episode 38, you're going to hear someone who has a clear vision for her life and is eager to bring others along to experience that. With Vivian Mabuni's strengths of positivity, communication, futuristic, strategic, and activator, you can hear how she is made for speaking, teaching, and writing. As she said in our conversation, I need to embrace and feel rooted in the way God has made me and not shrink back. She has led the way in giving a stronger voice and place for Asian American Christian women. Vivian is fun, engaging, visionary, and so endearing. Enjoy hearing what she has to say. She is an author and speaker and podcaster with so many significant topics that she is passionate about. You're going to love hearing her heart but also get a glimpse into who she is as she brings crucial insight into so many topics we need to consider. Welcome Vivian. Hey Barbara, great to be with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on Embrace Your Strengths. And um, like I mentioned previously, I have been eager to have you on this podcast from the day that I started it because I see so many things about you and just how you're living out your strengths and such significant way. So I can't wait for people to hear what you have to say.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited about about our conversation.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about you, where you are and what you do and your family. Yes. So I live out here in
1: Southern California and have lived out here. Gosh, it's been 30 years now. Uh, My husband and I We'll be married 30 years at the end of this month. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, we have three grown kids: 27, 24, and 19. So, we are in a different season of life right now. And um, we have been on staff with Crew for 32 years. And um, my now my my role has changed quite a bit, so that my focus is on speaking and writing. So, it's been a really sweet season. Um, to be able to actually, I I think, operate more in my strengths. So I love this conversation and yeah, excited to share with you more.
0: Yeah. Well, I was thinking about, I think when we first met, I don't know if we actually met, but we were at the same little coffee shop thing at our crew staff conference that was for people that were writing and um, just to kind of, spur each other on in different ideas of how to use um, our writing for more significant venues or purposes. Do you remember that? Vaguely, cuz I feel like there are several different ones and
1: so everything kind of gets a little yeah. bit
0: blurred after a while, but yes, I know. Well, that like I say I I was at that one of those meetings and I had just started a, a blog a, called Lavished and I was so excited about it and really, it was fun for me just to have a little place to be creative and to really put words to things I was learning and thinking as I was reading through the Bible in 90 days, which is which is a big venture. Mm-hmm. And it kind of didn't, it didn't keep the momentum, but it was neat just to be with you and the other ladies that were were there in that room. And I think just, we've both been around so many people that are really using their, their strengths and some particularly in writing or some as you are doing speaking also, but um, just to think of just the impact that people can have through using their strengths. And mm-hmm. so anyway, that's neat to to think about. How do you feel like, well, let's just start with what your um, top five strengths are. And then I have, I have so many different questions for you, but tell us about your top five strengths and kind of your journey as you've understood more of those. Yes. So I was
1: first introduced to the strength finders through my husband, Darren, because he had taken the test and in addition to a whole bunch of other tests, and I was, you know, kind of, you know, young mom, um, you know, hadn't been able to Really engage in much, and when he was coming back with some of these test results, um, I was like, "Wait, what? What is this? I want to take it." So I remember taking the online um, test, and like, unlike the Enneagram, like I think we know it's the correct Enneagram when we read it and go, "Ooh, I just don't like it" (laughs) because it seems like you know, it's one of those. The dark side is just so dark. But when I got the results back for the Strengths Finder. It really resonated with me. So my top five are positivity, communication, futuristic, strategic activator, and when I saw those in that order, I thought, no wonder I love meetings. Like I love meetings. Oh. <laughs> and so it was just like there were there were these little light bulbs that went off for me. And as far as a tool, it's really been helpful to realize, you know, this is this is um, what. Actually, releases me to really enjoy how God's made me and my contribution, and there's just more clarity in that. And so it even informs how I speak and teach and how I write and the the way that I move into spaces. And so I've really appreciated the Strengths Finders for that reason. And and I um, also had taken a part had been a part of um, Core Clarity, which uses the Strengths Finders, and in a in a team setting realized there were so many aha's that came for me with recognizing like this is why I have strengths in each of the quadrants mm-hmm. so that meant that I would whatever our team was missing I would lean toward what was not there which could feel at times um decentering a little bit because I was just trying to morph into what what was missing. And so, even that kind of insight has been really helpful for me as I recognize that every team is different, every family is different, every work situation is different. And um, yeah, I, I just love having this tool in my tool belt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Just kind of your um, insights as you've done that. And, you know, I love leading workshops with people with core clarity and I'm. I'm just like that too. I have strengths in every quadrant and Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one of the things that it says about that idea of the stabilizer is that sometimes they don't know their place until it's really um, clarified. And Mm -hmm. so I think, I don't know, maybe that's part of what drives me with this of like, I want to help other people understand how great they are and what their strengths are. And I don't know, I'm still learning and kind of preaching to myself, even as I am doing this and helping people embrace what their strengths are.
1: Mm.
0: But do you feel like, has there been any um, of your particular strengths that you feel like you lean into the most? I mean, I guess from an outward perspective, I see like, wow, you're using all of those all the time.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, you know, it's interesting because I work-wise, you know, now that I'm primarily speaking and teaching and writing, then obviously communication comes into play. Um, I also am always thinking about how things fit together, um, what, what that means for the future, and then I like to get it done. So there's all of those pieces. The interesting part for me is the positivity piece. Which Mm -hmm. I always think, you know, I I'm the person you want on your team. Like I'm a really fun team member. I will keep it funny, but then when it's time to like land the plane, I can help. And I don't, you know, I don't really particularly enjoy running the thing. And so I do. I feel like I do have strengths in leading, but I would much prefer someone else lead, and I could just be. You know the encourager along the way, so it's just it's interesting because right now with um, some days here, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm finding that I'm needing to really activate all of those strengths and not just only be the fun one, and Mm -hmm. that's been really challenging at times, to be honest, to really um, embrace and and feel rooted in the way that God's made me and to not shrink back. So sometimes I hide behind my positivity to kind mm. of almost, um, I don't know, just play silly instead of really, you know, moving in through all of those strengths and bringing all of who I am into each, in, into each setting.
0: Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I know I sure enjoy being around people with positivity and it just, brings a fun element and just the atmosphere to a meeting or whatever you're doing with somebody with positivity. So we all appreciate that. And yet I can see like that struggle, like you're saying. So, um, well, I am wondering, like when you were young, did you kind of see some of these strengths like in your life? Yes, I did.
1: I did. And it's interesting because I think there's a lot of overlap and as we grow and and mature and we look back, I think that that's when we start to say, "Oh, wow. So I I have this distinct memory of being, you know, in our neighborhood and I would start clubs so I could be the president." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So that was nice. that was what was fun for me, and I would have membership cards and things like that. So there's there's always been a leadership piece that's mm-hmm. come out, and I think that that's where I can I can be persuasive or I can influence people. Um, those things I, I see kind of a through line mm-hmm. in the things that I was drawn to. So even in high school, I remember being absent and then coming back to school and finding out that I had been elected to be uh, the president of two different clubs that I didn't even (laughs) run for. So it's just like, so there's definitely, I I can't deny that. And then, you know, I think it's been interesting, even as a Christian, like, how do I uh, lead as a woman? And what, what is, you know, it's just been a very interesting journey for me. So there have been seasons where I've really shut down my leadership, because I didn't know how to move into my leadership in different seasons of my life. And so I'm feeling a lot more freedom these days to kind of take a holistic picture of who I am and what my contribution is. And, and that's been, um, honestly, it's, it's just been like a new day for me. So I think that that's helped me to m- explore more and, and try new things. It's just kind of helped give me permission.
0: And, yeah. um, and that's been really fun, yeah. That is well. Would with your communication strength, do you feel like? Tell me how that has developed over your life. I mean, I think partly just your journey with cancer. I mean, I, I'm sure you had saw your communication beforehand, but tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, again, looking back, I remember. You know, I ran for student, you know, my junior high, I was the student body president and, you know, had this really funny and engaging speech that ended up in this landslide victory. (laughs) Um, So, you know, and then um, my speech teacher really encouraged me to, you know, be a part of the oratorical contest. And I was a regional finalist, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so there were definitely, parts of my speaking that I had, you know, even before becoming a Christian, like just hardwired to communicate, to be in ASB and to bring about change. And that was always there. Again, interestingly, um, it really took So cancer, God used cancer in my life to pull the writer out of me, and I still consider myself a speaker who writes rather than a writer who speaks. Okay. So my lead foot is that. So the communication is there in both places, Mm -hmm. but I feel much more confident as a, a like a words person speaking rather than writing. Um, So I still feel really insecure as a writer, if I'm honest. And so, uh, but I love teaching. And so when I can utilize my writing as a, a way to teach, it's, it's very satisfying in that way. But to sit down and go to a cabin and be by myself and <laughs> tap yeah. on my computer, that You're just does not. You're does too not. much of an extrovert. Yes, that. exactly. So so there's there's a lot of that journey. So the communication part, I mean, I had like for years did not do anything really. Um, I would, you know, I was mostly at home with the kids just in a, a real season, uh, I kind of consider it really looking back as a wilderness time when I had young kids where I just could not, um, I I really struggled because I was watching my husband advancing and getting developed and taking on more leadership. And I really, at that time, didn't see a lot of women in my same season doing anything like that. I think it's changed a lot in the last 15 years, especially Mm -hmm but at the time didn't see any role models. And so the message to me was, there's no space for you uh, to contribute. Um, So it was really through uh, praying. I remember specifically, um, one of my husband's um, supervisors came to meet up and I thought we were going to both be met with and it turned mm-hmm. out it was just him. And I remember oh. feeling so sad about that. <laughs> yeah. And I just went before the Lord and said, God, I I don't I feel like I still have some things to contribute, but you're gonna have to do it. And within a couple weeks I started getting invited to speak at things, um, you know, whether it was like a Saturday event or a church thing. And so it really was to me so undeniable that God knew that I needed spaces to learn and hone and practice and these opportunities came to me instead of me having to seek them out and so uh it's just been like that ever since so this trajectory um has been quite surprising but it really has been each time it was uh, brought to me and uh, i didn't have to go out to look for it so that's been a it's been a little bit of a relief for me to have it be that way and i i, I think it Works differently for different people. But in my situation, it really was like I really needed the confirmation that it was not me trying to make it happen, but it was an
0: invitation from God. Yeah. Mm, that's really neat. Well, it's interesting just hearing that because, you know, my role for 10 or plus years was, you know, coming alongside moms on crew staff and helping them find their place. And mm. it's been a, um, you know, it's a challenging thing because like you say, when you're a mom at home, you're busy with your kids. But I think we've tried to help um, moms see, oh, what, what are your strengths and your passions and your all those things? And yet I think sometimes moms, when they're young, they still maybe don't have the space or really opportunities, like you say, to really understand that. But I don't know. I guess I just think, oh, if you if you'd really known your strengths back then, I mean, you could have Mm -hmm, like had little mm -hmm. tiny pockets of using them or say to offer to your team, like, yeah, I could write this thing or speak. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you probably did that, but I think I do have a heart for young moms because I do think that it's easy to, to feel lost. And like, Mm -hmm. what do my strengths matter when I'm just at home all the time, but they still do matter.
1: Oh, so. absolutely. And I think just even having you in a role like that makes a difference. Had there been another woman in a different season speaking to my life like that, I think it could have made all the difference much sooner. Um, and at the same time, I understand that there were some lessons that I learned in the quiet and in that wilderness time that I would not have otherwise learned. So there's yeah. so in God's economy, nothing is wasted, um, but I do think when it comes to our strengths, the there's recognizing it, but there's also that investment into developing, and that really comes through exercising those strengths. And so yeah. for me, I think there weren't many places at the time to, uh, to work on my strengths. Um, so I, I think had there been more encouragement and role models, it would have made a big difference. And I, I see that now as a very different landscape. And I see a lot of women living out of their strengths as young moms. And that's been really, really encouraging to
0: see. Yeah. Well, um, so when you started your cancer journey, and I, I know like you, I don't, I don't know the timeline of like, when you started your blog to write about it, but I feel like just when I first heard about you, it was like, oh, Vivian shared her life on her blog and here she is. I mean, (laughs) do you feel like that's what it was? I mean, I feel like maybe that was an opportunity for you to, to exercise your communication strength. Not that you Mm -hmm. were wanting to have cancer, but do you feel like that was sort of a catalyst in moving you forward in your writing?
1: yes absolutely and very unexpectedly so i think when i was diagnosed i was 42 young mom three kids still at home and you know we had we had and have an incredibly generous and supportive church and everybody wanted to somehow help. And we literally stopped answering our phone because it just was ringing all the time with people that were concerned who wanted to help. And so my best friend started a medical blog for me so I could just keep people informed and share prayer requests and just let people know. And they could look at any point in time and find out the latest. And it ended up for me being a really beautiful space where I didn't, didn't feel like I had to make God look good it was a very raw and in the moment kind of space but it really um the stories just kept coming Barbara I was like I would it was just there was no editing it was really I considered like holy ground it was a place yeah, to process gives me goosebumps
0: just to hear you saying that
1: yeah so it was really a gift to me to to write and as I'd write people would Message me and say, This has been so helpful. I'm not going through cancer, but some of these principles that you're sharing are helping me in this other hard time. Would you be okay if I shared, you know, your post with my friends? And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. So, again, it was one of those things where, you know, I think as we are operating in how God's wired us, it does end up benefiting others. And so, Mm -hmm. from that medical blog, there was an There was an author I'd never met from Michigan who happened to read it somehow and then um, through that, an editor from a publishing house reached out to me to see if I had a book proposal. And so it was a very backwards. Again, it was like, wow. so undeniably God, because it was like, I, I didn't know what she was even talking about. And so it was like, okay, book proposal, let me Google what that is. And so I'm <laughs> like, pulling up a PDF. And it's like, that looks like it's about five spaces down centered. Okay. And so just throwing together whatever at that time. And it ended up becoming my first traditionally published book um, about my cancer journey. Mm. So that kind of brought me into the world of publishing, which is, it's like going to a foreign country because it's, it's like, you know, you have different transportation and different currency and different. Yeah. Everything. It's just, there's etiquette. Oh, yes, exactly. And so um, yeah, very unexpectedly, but in my futuristic way, I was thinking, I would love to see more women of color and specifically Asian American women be traditionally published. So I'm going to learn this world, this foreign country, so that others would have the opportunity to get their foot in the door and be able to to pursue publish, being a traditionally traditionally published author. So- Again, I kind of look back now and see that there are other, there's strategic, there's futuristic, like- Yeah, activator. Activator, exactly. So I kind yeah. of went in that way. So I, I didn't really, I don't think I, again, like I consider myself a speaker who writes. So I don't think I had it on my um, list that I would be an author and that I would that, that would be my my career, that I'd be a writer, author, person. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was more just- an avenue, and it was strategic, if I wanted to continue speaking, being a published author actually lends credibility, even though the message is completely the same. But to say that you are a published author, it's just like having an advanced degree. So there's a strategic piece in that as well. (laughs) Yes,
0: that's cool. Well, tell me about um, Someday Is Here and just kind of the vision of how that happened, what it is, and what that, what how, what you're enjoying about that.
1: Sure. Uh, so back at my very first if gathering in 2015, um, I was part of a roundtable um, talking about racial reconciliation, and it was my first interjection to if gathering. Um, and at the end of that conference, the action point was to write our visions of what God was placing on our hearts. And and the, the picture was that, and it was on the back of a domino. So the picture was that our dominoes would fall into each other and then we reach the world. So that was the idea. And so Jenny Allen pulled me aside and backstage and she goes, I'd really like you to share your domino. And I'm like, ah, no. And then as I was walking down the stairs backstage, I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, you need to share your domino. So I said, okay. So I went up and in so many words, with tears in my eyes, I just said, all y'all are great, but none of you look like me. My domino says that I'd like to help raise up the next generation of Asian American Christian women leaders. And so the crazy thing is, fast forward to 2021, and I didn't realize how many other Asian American women watched that moment and felt like I was talking to them. And so that was like the seed of some days here. And then as God would have it, it's just been this beautiful, uh, unfolding of that vision to now. And so it, you know, started off with a group of women in a living room. And, um, and whenever I would speak in different States, I would just tag on an extra day and gather whatever, you know, the Asian American women that were around to, to have like a little pop-up to kind of connect. And then, um, we had our first Live event right before the world shut down for the global pandemic. And it was such a beautiful space. And all of the speakers flew in on their own dime, found their own housing. It was just such a a loaves and fishes moment where people just were so moved by the vision that they were willing to invest. And um, out of that came like monthly pop-ups that we would have over zoom during the course of the pandemic. And then we just had our um, virtual event uh,
0: last month. So yes, I enjoyed that being a little part of that. Yeah. Just to hear different women and just all that's been going on in Mm -hmm. that realm. It was Mm -hmm. really touching to me and inspiring too. Yeah, so that's really been a
1: passion project and I think in it it's really you know going back to the strengths finders I'm feeling like this is really harkening it all for me right now. Uh-huh. Um and it's kind of a culmination of you know three decades of vocational Christian ministry and um the the parts of ministry that are most motivating to me and the investment into the future through discipleship, through raising up more women who would be equipped and who would be um, motivated and um, prepared really to move into the spaces that God would have them. So all of that has been... Um, Enjoyable and stressful, <laughs> uh-huh. and so it's not like just because it's within my strengths that it hasn't been without its heartaches and challenges and um, all all of that. So um, it's I think I hope your listeners understand too uh, that it's still life is still hard and circumstances can still be challenging. And yes, there's a beauty of operating in strengths and recognizing what aren't my strengths and learning to bring. People to come alongside um, has been a really beautiful picture of the body of Christ and how we all it's we it, it's an all play you know there's not one person that can do everything, and so I love
0: that, uh, yeah, but it has
1: been challenging too mm.
0: wow that's that's really just so encouraging to hear and just to see um, just your um just how God has used you to raise up so many people like in in this space in so many different ways. I love hearing just the stories of different women you interview on your podcast. Is there any, I mean, I know probably you have a zillion stories of that you think, oh, wow, that's so awesome. But is there one that you could tell that just is really an amazing story of things God's done like through just you stepping up and starting some days here. Wow. You know, I,
1: it's so funny cause, um, I, <laughs> so this is, this is where the struggle comes in for me because there's also a cultural piece that plays in as an Asian American, where I really struggle with being able to, um, um, maybe even like champion myself as, you know, it's like, it's this really funny um dynamic where I'm all about like cheering others on, but to, for me to say, Oh yeah, I was, you know, instrumental in this person's life or that person's life feels very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. If that makes uh-huh. sense. Yeah. So it's like, so on one hand I feel like, you know, I've played a small part in a few people's lives no. and you know, that's, you know, a but big it's, part. so it's just, it's such a, challenging question for me. And I don't, yeah. So I I think, you know, there are stories of even some of the presenters that were part of the event who, you know, saw that domino moment. I didn't even realize like, they were like, you're the first Asian American woman I've ever heard speak main stage at a large uh, Mm -hmm. women's conference. Like that has, that has happened to me, to be honest, Barbara, all, I mean, every, probably every time I speak. Mm. Um, I have had women come up to me and say, "You're the very first woman I've ever heard, you know, speak mm. main stage or to yeah. to do that." And there's something shifts in our hearts when we see someone that we can connect with, yeah. who um, are representing us. And so that's that probably has been um, an unexpected joy. In, and at the same time, something that is really discouraging because I think it's 2021. This shouldn't have to be, a, I yeah. shouldn't have to be the first, you know, in this this day and time, we should be seeing so many more um, women and AAPI women in particular um, mm-hmm. stepping in. So I'm seeing glimpses of that. And I just want to
0: use all that I have to encourage that forward. Yeah. Well, I... Um... Have this really pretty card one of my lovely artist friends made of um, these flowers and it has the verse on there it says perhaps this is the moment that you were created for
1: mm. and
0: i i don't know i just think about um when you i don't know if you remember this i mean you probably do but when you were speaking at an epic conference in the Austin area, but you met with Jenny Allen beforehand and, and kind of said that, like what you're saying, like, where, where are the Asian American women here? Mm -hmm. And I feel like just your presence, your activator, your, I mean, all of the, who you are of like, you just had this vision of here's a place where this idea could really flourish. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think of, of you just being such a catalyst in that realm and just all that's happened through those conferences with if and other things. So I don't know. I just, I think you're amazing and I just love seeing you in action and how God's just um, anointing you for such a time as this. Hmm. I'm getting
1: all welled up.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <I'm> getting, <laughs> well, I'm it's true. Yeah. It's like, I just think just your positivity, your commu- I mean, just all of who you are of like, yes, God, open the door and like, yes, come on, be the spokesperson, help yeah. gather, make these kind of things happen. And then even just it being multiplied in so many ways, like you said, for the last six years of um, more women having people to identify with. And I don't know, I just... It just makes me proud and just, I think, just to think of you're just being who God made you to be, but he's given you a vision and a purpose and a calling and just a delightful presence and, I don't know, I'm just excited to to see just how he's going to continue to use you and the things you, you're bringing to the table, so... Thank you well you're welcome well I have just a couple more questions um even just as you think about like maybe when you were 20 years old or it's kind of might hit a little bit on what we talked about as a young mom but is there any advice you would give to yourself as you think about where you were when you were 20 and what the journey that might be ahead of you in terms of who you are and your strengths and just your place in the world
1: hmm. wow well my daughter is turning 20 next month or next february so it, i i can picture a, a little bit what that's like at, you know just being 20 specifically and you know i think it'd be the same advice i give to her that i would have given to 20 year old me would just be just try everything just Don't hold back and um, don't be afraid and uh, don't. I think I I think of the passage in uh, John twenty one when Peter and Jesus are walking on the beach and Peter turns around and looks at John and asks Jesus, "Well, you know, what about him? (laughs) You know, (laughs) right?" Oh, that verse, right? Oh, that verse. (laughs) And Jesus goes, "You know, if I want him to stay until I come back, what's that to you? You follow me." And I, I think that that's really um, sometimes to have um, gifts that are a little bit more um, public or outward facing can it it has um, a lot of it can be very easily misunderstood and there can be a real dark side to all of that too for sure because we I think because we are hardwired to worship. We have a tendency, to, instead of worshiping the Lord, we just want to worship our sports teams or celebrities of any sort, whether it's um, a music band or a, or a Christian celebrity. So there's this sense of that the, the um, being um, a public figure type person can come with a lot of um, yucky parts to it but it can also be something where it's like, okay, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I don't want to deal with any of that. So I'm just going to like take my talent and literally dig it, dig a hole and stick it in the ground, you know? And, yeah. and I think that that's where um, I would say to my 20 year old self and to, to your younger listeners, you know, don't hold back and um, allow all of who you are to experience as much as you can, because all of that is going to help inform the future as well. So I would say that that would be one thing. And then the other piece, hand in hand, is that you will have seasons when you are in the wilderness. And that's not all bad. There are certain lessons that we cannot learn that go outside of this wilderness bewilderment time, you know, when the Israelites were literally walking in circles and wondering where is the promised land? <laughs> like I thought you said, and, and there's just a process of some of these lessons can only be learned in the valley of the shadow of death, in the midst of grief and loss and disappointment and those things that form our character uh, are as important as developing our strengths, so I would say those two things as you look forward.
0: Wow, that's that's really good. Oh, that's very wise, and it it is kind of crazy to think about. We were twenty a while ago. I mean, I'm a little older than you, but it's like huh, just, a bleak, to, just a bleak, just a bleak I'll have to think back on that question for myself too. Oh. So. Well, one last question I have for you. What has brought you joy lately or made a smile come on your face? Mm,
1: You know, when I read that question, immediately the smile that came to my face is looking outside my office window and seeing this vegetable garden that my husband Darren built And right now it's just we're seeing the pumpkins and the watermelon and um, zucchini and just the things that he's planted. But what's bringing a smile to my face is recognizing that they literally started off as seeds, like little bitty seeds in the palm of his hand and these little red solo cups with dirt in them. And, you know, I I think it's just been so good for my soul to recognize that um, growth takes time and uh harvest is a process but it's it's not instantaneous and i think in our social media you know 5g world when you know when when a website doesn't load in point 0. 0 seconds you know <laughs> yeah. it's like we just i think we miss out on some of the rhythms of life and i think i'm reflecting you know there are there are so many things that um, you know you just can't hurry time, and there are there's we're we are right on time, and so I think that's been helping me to recognize I don't have to strive so hard, and you know understand that things are unfolding as God would have it. I'm not going to miss God's will, and I think I need to preach to my own heart that a lot of times because I think left to myself it's so easy to compare it's so easy to wonder god have you forgotten me and you know everything blooms and grows and ripens at different times and and that that's for a purpose too like this is why pumpkins are ready in the fall. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. there's just a, a a reason that lettuce grows the way it grows and it's different than the peppers, which are different than the beets. You know, so I just, I, I think those, that visual for me has been really, really helpful to keep me grounded. Mm, that's so good. How, when did he plant those things
0: well i time. think
1: it's different times and so i think it's it's been a work in process to see but i think he probably took the seeds out you know end of february maybe and started planting some of those and it just takes time to germinate and then takes time then you replant i mean there's a lot of work that goes into it too and yeah. that's the other piece It's that there is work that needs to be done and learning and tending and you know um just all of that, you know, pruning, all of that is part of the growth. But God is the one that causes growth. And God is the author of each seed that is our life. And our part is to surrender to him and, and grow in the this, the way that he like fused in us to grow. And um, And all of us are different. And so- yeah. It's We're not going to look the same. Our fruitfulness is not going to necessarily look the same, but we were meant to bear fruit and to glorify him through our fruit bearing. And that fruit turns around and feeds and blesses others. And so it's always bigger than us. And it's always for not only our benefit, but really that we are to be a part of helping others um, all around us.
0: Mm, That's so good. Oh, well, thank you so much. How can our listeners um, find you? um, They want to read about you or learn more about what you're doing.
1: Oh, wonderful. Um, I am on Instagram and on Twitter at Viv Mabuni, V-I-V-M-A-B-U-N-I. And also my website, VivianMabuni.com, has everything. And there are links there to the podcast, um, Some Days Here, And yeah, would love to connect with your listeners.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vivian. This is um, such a treat to get to have this conversation with you. And thank you for um, just all the insight you've brought to you and your strengths and just your passion and vision for what God is up to through you. Well, thanks, Barbara. I'm cheering you on. And I love
1: seeing how you are bringing people together and the strengths finder, all of that. It's really,
0: really beautiful to see. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at CliftonStrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at C-U-L-W-E-L-L.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.